Easter is just around the corner, and what better way to celebrate the spring season than with a Miki Couture blanket? Whether you're gathering with family for an Easter egg hunt or just enjoying a quiet day at home, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Easter festivities. Made with ultra-soft and luxurious materials, these blankets will keep you cozy and comfortable, while their stylish designs will add a touch of spring to your day. And with a wide range of colors and patterns to choose from, there's a Minky blanket for everyone. So this Easter, make your day even brighter with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket just in time for Easter. Happy Easter from Minky Couture. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. This episode, we're going to talk about the Astros and the Rays, give you our players of the series, and also five all-new fair fouls. But first. Let's bring him in. Tom, what's up, buddy? What's up, Rob? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Great day for Astros baseball. The boys did their thing, and in particular, a shortstop. So if you guys do not have social media and you don't follow us, then you missed out. Me and Tom were together yesterday. We had lunch. And let me tell y'all, I am not, I can't say this with enough words. That man's woman can absolutely slay in the kitchen. Amazing meal, amazing desserts. I'm still snacking on him right now. If you get a chance to meet her or meet him, amazing, amazing cook. Yep, she's awesome. That's why I can't get skinny again, dude. She cooks too good. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this? Jake Myers is back. They uh, sent Yonner Diaz back down, sent him to Sugarland. It says they sent him to Sugarland, but Sugarland's done. But they anyway, they sent him to the taxi squad. So he's there, but he's not on the roster. But that's what it says on the. Mm-hmm. That's what it says on the. Uh, official, official. Yes. I can't even think of it. It's transactions, mm-hmm. the official transactions. So he's on the taxi squad. That's good. And Jake Myers actually doing pretty decent coming back this time. So Jake had been hitting really well at Sugarland. He looks confident again, which if if there was anything that you saw before they sent him down, he he had a problem like trusting like his defense, trusting the bat. He struck out a ton. Now he's more patient at the plate. He looks really good, and it's really going to make for interesting conversation now as to what the lineup's going to look like going into the playoffs. And now you got one more guy to consider. All right, who's not going to be on this uh, wild card or uh, division series roster? Yeah, they got plenty of time to figure that out. As the Astros get a bye, 
in the first round of the playoffs, securing the number one seed in the playoffs. They hadn't done that yet in the last episode, and they did it the way I didn't want them to get it. <laughs> they lost, and then the Yankees lost, and we win. Did they celebrate afterwards? No, I don't believe if they did, it wasn't televised. It wasn't like talked about. It wasn't hyped up. I don't think there was, you know, champagne showers, anything like that. I think it was more business as usual. I'm sure there were some handshakes and high fives, but nothing crazy. And the Dodgers, I believe, have number one seed throughout the playoffs and the World Series if they get that far. But hopefully the Mets or possibly the Braves make it. That's something I wanted to ask you. Do you want to face the Dodgers? Always. Always. Oh, yeah. I feel like that is the best representation from the National League. They have the greatest uh, complement of starting pitching and, uh, you know, lineup. I feel like that looks a lot like the Astros. Don't get me wrong. The Mets are great. Atlanta's great. But when it comes to saying that you conquered, you know, all, I feel like you got to go through the Dodgers. If you don't, then there's always the what if. Now, again, the Mets could totally get it done. The Braves could totally get it done. But on paper, you know, looking through, looking throughout the season, you just felt like the Dodgers were, you know, the yin to the Astros yang, that kind of deal. The Mets have an amazing one-two punch. Two of the best pitchers in baseball. And that that's all you need. That's all you need. As long as they win their games. All right. And also, I want to know if you see this, dude. This someone sent me the video and it just made me laugh so much. But I guess there was some fishing tournament. Did you see this? And the guy was stuffing the weights in the fish. Those guys were mad. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, when you think about how, what kind of prizes go into that sort of thing, where they give away boats and sponsorships and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you cheated. I mean, it's it's a lot like, you know, taking steroids or something like that, you know. I can't believe they didn't attack them. <laughs> I think that was the guy, right? Just standing there in front of his fish, just mm-hmm. like a little kid that got caught with his hands in the cookie jar, right? And he just yeah. he was just standing there. Don't know if y'all saw that. But anyway, let's get to these games. Friday was Framber Valdez, the guy that had 25 or 26 quality starts in a row. He's now had two bad starts in a row. So we go to Friday. Uh, top of the first, they got an RBI single by Ramirez. I'm going to say the other team's names this this podcast just to give a fair share there. So we're down one to zero, and then Alex Bregman ties it up with his 23rd homer of the year. Bottom of the fourth, Yuli Gurriel with an RBI single <laughs> brought in Jordan two to one. Top of the fifth, the Rosarina RBI triple made it two to two. Franco had an RBI single three to two. Top of the six, Jose Siri RBI double. We're down four to two. Diaz two run double six to two. Walls had a home run on Mayton seven to two, and then Yuli Gurriel once again with an RBI double brought in Jake Meyer seven to three. The Astros lose, and this is the game we lose, but also the Yankees lose, and this is the game that so we get beat seven to three, and we we <clears throat> secure the number one seed in the playoffs. Not the way I want to do it. So, Framber, what do you think about his outing? Five and a third, nine hits, six runs, three walks, two strikeouts. He lost, but he's still 16 and six. ERA is still under three. He's going to get one more shot at it. Hopefully, he can straighten things out. It's a little concerning just because of the timing of it all. You know, it looks like he's sort of kind of running out of gas, and that's something you're kind of worried about. 
because the last thing you want is to have the him have this great streak of dominant pitching where he's executing all these pitches and now he's having a hard time finding command if you watch the game or listen to it they were talking about him pulling to his uh into the hitter a little bit uh to the shoulder side or whatever just tugging pitches so his location wasn't good which was more a mechanic thing for him than anything else and with pitchers being sort of kind of weird about those sort of things when they get when their mechanics get off they can go through long stretches of not uh i guess the the right way to put it is not them you know like walks go up which you're big on walks and then you got guys on base and you got to come into guys favorable hitting counts so I feel like that's what happened to Framber. I don't think like anything's wrong with him other than that. You just want him to be finely tuned going into the postseason. You know how people that play golf, they kind of get in their own head. They'll go out and practice and mess up. And if if they can't get it straight in practice, then when they go to play the real game, they can't hit because they're inside their head. And I would assume that if Framber's confident, he could, like you said, if he's tired, Let's give him a break. Don't don't pitch him. Don't try to get him six innings uh, in his last outing. But he will get rest, I guess. And uh, I don't know. Ho- hopefully he can get out of his head. Hopefully he can get his confidence back. And Because uh, we need him. He's our number two guy. Stanek, two-thirds of an inning. He bailed him out in the sixth. Aton gave up that homer. And Naris had two walks but didn't give up any runs. Jordan two for four with a run and Yuli Guriel. <laughs> I always <laughs> pronounce Yuli <clears throat> two for four with two RBIs, buddy. What an amazing game by Yuli Guriel. The Astros had three hits on seven, uh, three runs on seven hits. Tampa Bay had seven runs on 10 hits, but let's go to Saturday, a much better game, a much better pitched game. Real quick, real quick. Did you by chance see, that Apollo Media, Apollo HOU, they came out with a uh, Framber Quality Start World Tour shirt. That's awesome. Then, I want it. Well, right. But then the Astros came out with one just like it. Oh, so, no. I didn't see Apollo's. I, I saw the Astros one because Jeremy so, Pena was wearing it. Right. So there was a big thing on Twitter because Apollo came out with the exact same shirt, basically. And it was like four days prior. And it was out there for sale. And then here comes the Astros with their interpretation of the exact same thing with tour dates and all this stuff. They did that thing last year with the was... Houston versus everyone. Mm-hmm. They kind of copied off that too. And and everybody's like, everybody's really quick to point out, hey, Apollo had it first. Hey, Apollo had it first. I just wonder if you saw that. That's all. No, I didn't. But anyway, let's go to Saturday. Christian Javier, bottom of the third. Jeremy Pena, RBI single. Brought in Myers, one to zero. Altuve scored on a wild pitch, two to zero. That was the entire offensive output for the Astros. Uh, Presley gave up a run in the top of the ninth with a Diaz RBI single, two to one, and that was the final score. It was a little little scary at the end, but Presley ended up getting getting us out of it. Javier six innings and only two hits, no runs, two walks, and seven strikeouts. He's eleven and nine, two point this. This is amazing. <laughs> it's his numbers are are wacky. Two fifty four ERA. He's eleven and nine. And I could swear that this is true. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he has the lowest batting average against mm-hmm. in either the American League or the entire Major League Baseball. 
Is that true? I believe so. He's I also know the on American like a, League's true for sure. He's also like on a 26th uh, scoreless inning streak or 25, something like that. So he's been really dominant over the last three or four starts. And if there's any question about who should be the four starter, I really feel like he's kind of put that to bed. So I had that in fair or foul and I erased it because I knew we would want to talk about this because there's a story that came out, I believe, either yesterday, probably this morning. And it said that even though Javier, as well as he's been doing with the 26 inning scoreless streak, you know, the three great outings in a row, his fourth spot is still not secure in that rotation. And it should be. It should be. It's, it shouldn't be your Keedy. I don't even know if Rikidi even makes the roster if he's not starting. I don't, mm-hmm. I've never seen him come out of the pen. I don't know if he can do it. But one guy, this is a great segue, that should be in the pen is Hunter Brown. Yes. He had one hit and no, he had one hit and two strikeouts. Montero had a strikeout and Presley gave up a hit and two walks. He loaded the bases, gave up one run, and he picks up save number 32. Are you worried about Presley and all? No, because he does this, right? He has these little flashes where, again, similar to what we talked about, Fromber, his command's not really that great, and he walks guys. And then then he gets into deep counts, and then he gets into, you know, big pitch uh, numbers. And he just doesn't come off as crisp as you're used to seeing him. He spoils us a lot. Rarely uh, does he get a lot of traffic. Rarely does he struggle. Yeah, he'll give up the occasional bomb, but normally, you know, keeps guys off the base pass, strikes out a high number. So I think that's why you saw the guys you saw today because Dusty saw what he saw from Presley. So offensively, Myers, two for three with a run, and Pena, one for four with an RBI, and Altuve scored a run. So let's go to today's game. Luis Garcia pitched very well as – I was going to say as well, but that's too many wells. <laughs> Luis Garcia had a good day also, buddy. Bottom of the first, Jeremy Pena, two-run homer, brought in Altuve. Bethancourt had an RBI single in the top of the second, two to one. Bottom of the seventh, Jeremy Pena added again, RBI single, brought in Chaz that made it three to one, and that was the final score. The Astros win Saturday. The Astros win Sunday. Great pitching. Not a lot of offense, but the uh, Rays have good pitching, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, Corey Kluber's a former uh, Cy Young candidate, so he pitched really well. McClanahan was talked about this year as a Cy Young candidate, also pitched very well. So not surprised that these were low-scoring games. Tampa's also, you know, fighting for seeding, so they were playing this, you know, really tight, really contested. So credit to the Astros for going in and still getting the wins. It's 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 really interesting because they don't really have anything to play for, but they're still out there playing really hard. And I think that's only going to benefit them when the postseason starts. Luis had six innings, three hits, and only one run, only one walk, and four strikeouts. Picks up the win. He's 15 and eight, 3.72 ERA. Stanek, Abreu, Montero combined for no runs, six strikeouts. But they had three walks and three hits. And Montero picks up save number 14. Montero kind of did what Presley did on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And but it's not, tough. But you're not too worried about it. I'm sorry. I was catching my breath and I was waiting for you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the same thing. It's it's tough. Like you you kind of you kind of see them 
almost labor for no reason, really. Like sometimes I think Montero doesn't attack as much as he should. Today, the 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 little that I got to watch, he was also kind of nibbling a little bit more. Where these guys are probably not going to hit his kind of stuff. So if he was a little bit more aggressive, maybe it doesn't get his pitch count doesn't get that high. Abreu looked really really good. Abreu struck out the side, so. I'm glad that he's kind of found his way. There was a couple starts or a couple uh, appearances before where he struggled. Yeah. So the bullpen is going to, is going to need to be sharp. It really is. Cause I think these games are all going to be tight going to the postseason, and one run here or there is going to decide this thing. Yep. So Altuve went two for four, Pena three for four with three RBIs and Yuli Gurriel two for four. <laughs> Good game by Yuli. Again, Astros had three runs on 10 hits. Two for five with runners in scoring position, and they left eight on base. The Astros, 104 wins, 55 losses. They got to go 3-0 to tie for the record, so they're not going to break the record. But 104 wins, I did not see that coming. I mentioned it before. I believe in the preseason, kind of a podcast talking about the season, I predicted 96, and they, they're going to beat that probably by a hunt by 10. Yeah, it's it's really impressive what they're able to do. The national media didn't see them doing this. Nobody saw them doing this. And, I mean, this is all they've done the last three seasons. So you would think past history would say, oh, yeah, they're going to get there. But you still kind of feel like they're supposed to regress a little bit. Now nah, they just well-oiled machine. Yeah. I mean, JV coming back like he is. Pena filling in for Correa almost seamlessly is pretty awesome. But you talked about it. Like, look at this. They beat Seattle, who a ton of people picked to win the, the division by 16, or they're beating them by 16. They're beating the Angels, who some t- some people picked. They're beating them by 31 and a half games. <clears throat> 31. <laughs> they're beating Texas by 37. That's not a shocker. And Oakland, who sold their whole team, got rid of their whole team, we're beating them by 47 runs. That is nuts. So anyway, we look at the playoff picture. As of now, Tampa Bay and Cleveland will play, and they the winner of that will play New York, and the Astros will take on the winner of Seattle and Toronto. We both talked about that, and I think we'd both rather face Seattle than that. Yeah, they have better numbers against Seattle. They've seen them a ton. I really feel like Toronto's a sleeping giant. They're, 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 there's so much talent on that squad. And their lineup can be really scary at times. Obviously, we're we're very familiar with their center fielder, George Springer, which a uh, little segue, Jeremy Pena with his 21st home run passed George uh, Springer. I think he moves him into third place all time for uh, most homers by a rookie. So let's look at this. Next up is Philly. This would be a very good series to have vacation and just go to all three games. You've got McCullers on Monday, JV on Tuesday, Frammer Valdez on Wednesday. This is sort of like the preview to the playoff series, right? This is it's our three best pitchers, and then you add on uh, Javier, in my opinion. Pretty excited about that. But if you don't have anything to add, let's do our players of the series. Let's do it. All right. First, let's do pitcher. I have Christian Javier. I think he had a great outing. Uh, I agree. He, he uh, six innings, only two hits and no runs, seven strikeouts by far. Christian Javier. 
Are we going to get another immaculate? I can't remember what I called it last time, but. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I, I, I feel like we're going to get one of these flip flopped. Immaculate but... players of the series, something like that. But <laughs> we went six for six for last time. So that's seven for seven position player. Who you got? Jeremy Pena. I also have Jeremy Pena. Jeremy you... Pena won today's game. He's been hitting the ball. Great. Uh, his defense has been really good. Jeremy Pena has just been shining really bright right now. All right. Who you got for the coveted coach Rose Ward? It's so coveted. We're going to get rid of it in 2023. <laughs> it's Yuli Gurriel. Immaculate. <laughs> I wrote Jake Myers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I looked at Yuli's overall numbers, five for 11 mm-hmm. in this series, which garners enough for player of the series, but he didn't match what, what Pena did with the, with the RBIs. But I did not expect, and who would have expected Yuli to go five for 11? That's how two they numbers. So and, we did and, it. We did it again. <laughs> That's all that good home cooking. <laughs> Who'd you think I was going to pick that we were going to be different? I thought you would have flip-flopped it. I thought you would have had Yuli as the player of the series and oh. Pena as the Rose. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Three for four with three RBIs? No. Because you look at Pena, he got things started on Saturday. Mm-hmm. bringing in uh Myers so and then Altuve scored on a wild pitch and then you look at today's game he he knocked in three of the runs which well I can't remember the score he walked all in the runs all of the runs exactly in. got it started again today with a two-run bomb so what I did is I wrote Myers and I go you only deserve something and I started writing the stats and I crossed <clears throat> Myers out and I wrote you I was like he Myers- he does deserve it I didn't expect that <laughs> and don't get me wrong I, I thought about Myers too I feel like it's very important for him to be very good in order for us to be able to consider or at least I say us the Astros to consider him as a solution for the center field because I don't think they're in love with the idea of playing Mauricio Dubon unless they have to no. in, in a perfect scenario you probably want Jordan to DH maybe I think Dubon should be off the team because <laughs> you have Ch- you have Chaz to play center field if when, and Chaz and Myers you don't need Dubon you no. need David Hensley yeah well I, re- I wonder I wonder if they're going to look for veteran presence they're not going to look to a guy like Hensley who's a young young guy and well, give d- him is Dubon a veteran he's got more time in who would you rather have I would rather have Jake Myers and Chaz. I'm talking and, about Dubon versus Hensley because you said Hen- you said Dubon was a liability, so I already know your answer. Well, I don't think you need Hensley either. I don't see how Hensley ever sees the field. I don't either. I want I don't want nothing to do with anything that doesn't include Hunter Brown. If if <laughs> if, if he needs to count as a position player, there you go. I was going to say the same thing. Hunter Brown better make it. I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be disappointed more than he is. Well, probably not. He'll be disappointed. <laughs> but anyway, let's do fair or foul. We got five all new ones. And I always say that, but I've been doing them so long. I don't know if I've done these before. <laughs> They're going to be new to somebody. But yeah, they'll be new to somebody. That's uh... all right. So we'll do the fair or foul right after this, folks. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, 
an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back. Let's go with number one. With three games left, Kyle Tucker will get home run number 30. He's got three games to go to get it. I think it's foul. Oh, I hate that, but I think he's pressing to try to do it right now. I think the number means something to him. I don't know why it does, but they were talking about it during the game. Blummer and TK kind of spoke to it. And they were looking at, you know, like how we were swinging the bat. And it's just like, he's a tick off here, a tick off there. He pulled a ball that would have been a homer. He got on top of a ball that he hit 114 miles an hour or something like that, right at the uh, right fielder. So it's just like, I think he's pressing kind of like the way judge is pressing. And I think that's why he won't get there. I say fair. He's going to get it. And I'm not just putting this into will. I'm, I'm I really think he's going to get it, but it's right, dude. If you watch him, he's yanking him over there on the right side of the, the, the right field foul pole because he's, he's trying too hard to get it. So maybe he'll settle down. He's got three games left. I don't know who the Phillies are sending out there because I don't know anything about him anyway, but I think he's going to do it. He's just got to get one more. I think he can do it. <laughs> Number two, I was watching football Saturday, and my my OU Sooners are horrible. They are horrible. <laughs> but they would – actually, what they did on, on my game, they did uh, split screen, but they turned the volume on. So cutting away – what do you think about this? Cutting away – to watch Aaron Judge's at-bats while you're watching a football game. Now, if you cared about that, wouldn't you be watching baseball? Or if you're watching football, I don't think you care about what Judge is doing. No, not at all. And the funny thing is, is like they make it like this huge – I feel like ESPN is trying to over-dramatize it, right? Because it's they're, they're the ones that are doing it. And it's like breaking news, like, you know – 
and, and and it's just not that way. I think they did the same thing when Bonds was doing his thing, when they, you had the Sosa McGuire back and forth also. I just don't feel like it, it has the same whatever you want to call it. You know, it just doesn't have that same gravity. Because it's just an American League record. Correct. And, and you know, uh, Roger Maris Jr. is trying really hard to push this narrative that, oh, no, there needs to be two separate records. He needs to own it. I don't know if the Yankees are, are lining his pockets or what, because he's really outspoken right now, and he never really has been. I'm going to give Judge his credit, dude. I mean, these other guys were roided out. He might be roided out. Who knows? They might have a new type of roid. <laughs> but until I don't know, man. He, like like Barry Bonds was just a monster. The next the next closest guy to Aaron Judge right now, I think he's got forty homers. It's quite a big gap. It's a huge gap. I, I mean, I don't know. I I think it's a big deal, right? But if you're, I don't know. I mean, because I'm a baseball fan and I love football. So to me, I was interested in seeing it. And then some people were saying, I, 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 you know how we talked about this the other day, how you have a thought and then you lose it. I totally had a thought that these guys were arguing on Twitter about that. It's no big deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here it is. They talked about, they were calling the guys from the Orioles cowards, you know, for not pitching to them. And somebody said this, they said, they're scared to get their name in the record books that they gave up home run 62. And my comment was, I wouldn't care if, if I served up and I guess I shouldn't use the word serve. Cause that's kind of what pushed the button. I said, if I served it up and he had a home run, if I served up home run 62, I wouldn't care. But then I had to go back and say, I would try to get him out. But what I'm saying, I'm not going to be scared to pitch to the guy just to not being in the record book has no effect on my, my at bat against the guy. That's my point. So that conversation was mine and yours because <laughs> I said, I wouldn't want to be in the record books as the guy that served up. But I had it on 62. Twitter also, because this guy was really angry. Oof, that's tough. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I just feel like, if it was any other hitter, right? If it was Mike Trout, if it was Jordan, if it was any of these other guys, if you get to three one with one of those guys, you're just not messing with them. You're not throwing them a strike. Now, because everybody's hypersensitive about this record, these guys aren't throwing them a strike and they're upset about it. If it was a normal, you know, a guy that wasn't shooting for anything at all, you just feel, like, you know what, Shohei Otani, we're just gonna put you on base. So they're doing that with Judge and 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 funny as it would seem like people the, the Yankees are struggling because of it it's like everybody was so determined to challenge this guy because he was their only bopper and he was kind of carrying them now they're like yo we're just not gonna let you beat us we'll yeah. let everybody else beat you and people are upset because they're like it's it's costing him a shot at this record he went I think he went oh for four with three strikeouts today so it's it's clearly on his mind I saw someone mention the fact that they should have been pitching around him two months ago like, why Absolutely. are they waiting until he had 61 homers? All right, but anyway, so cutting to judge during football, I say foul, even though I was interested because I like both sports. What did you say? Foul? Foul. All right. So number three, the game, cornhole. Have we done this yet? Cornhole, the game. No. For me, it's fair. I never played it before, and it's one of them games that's kind of like, well, that looks kind of dumb, you know, throwing – 
bean bags into a hole and we played when we went to Maryland, but we didn't, and we weren't even, we didn't know how to take score. Then my son's like, this is how you take score. And now we want to buy one. So I say fair <laughs> cornhole's fun. I love cornhole. I play it all the time. I think it's a cool, you know, barbecue grilling backyard game. Some people before, you know, way back in the day, play horseshoes. You don't see horseshoes a whole lot. When I was a kid, we played washers, loved washers. Played washers, um, yes. Cornhole is like that next thing, right? And it's 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 a lot of fun. It's become is a become a semi professional professional sport. They've got oh, it yeah. on ESPN now. Uh, they've got sponsors, so it's actually pretty cool to watch some of those guys too, because you know they're not missing, which is pretty impressive. You know, like all three bags are going into the hole or whatever. Yeah, there's some there's some little kids that play. I see their videos on TikTok and stuff. And I mean, those guys can pretty much do whatever they want with it. So I don't know how these guys beat each other. I don't know if there's an, there's probably an advantage of going third. I, I have no I mean, second. I have no idea. But anyway, number I'm not good enough for there to be an advantage in either way. <laughs> number four, I had Christian Javier will be the four starter, but I changed it to this because we went and had lunch today after church. Or we had brunch. It was actually brunch. And one of mine was going to be chicken fried steak with eggs for breakfast, fair or foul. I say, I didn't want to do it because that's what I had. So it's automatic fair. But what do you think <laughs> about this? My wife and I guess my wife's friend's husband, Mike, they both got flatbread. It was like tomato pesto flatbread. And I'm like, that's just pizza. So fair or foul, flatbread is pizza. Fair. I think yeah. it's I think it's a cool different shaped pizza, but the ingredients are the same and the idea is still the same. Is it missing something? Does it not have tomato sauce? Like what is it? What's the difference in flatbread? It's just a different kind of bread? Because it looks like pizza to me. I think it's a thinner crust. I think it's just the different shape. I think it's the same concept, same everything. Well, my chicken fried steak was good, by the way. I was it also gonna good. I was also gonna say this mimosas you like those i'm not a champagne fan yeah they're okay i won't i'm not the guy to you know show up and like i'm going somewhere because they have bottomless mimosas or whatever like that (laughs) but occasionally i'll have one yeah you know that's like a big brunch item you know some people go brunch and that's like a requirement i need the mimosa on deck getting drunk at breakfast that's nuts maybe we should do that someday (laughs) all right number five I saw like a rumor who was going to sing at the Super Bowl this year at the halftime show. And I guess it wasn't real. And now recently I saw something about Rihanna. Is that true? I believe that is true. And then some people were saying, uh, I guess they had pictures of like white guys with sunglasses and like, these are the people that are mad that Rihanna is the Super Bowl show at halftime. So fair foul, you care. Who performs at the halftime show in Super Bowl? Absolutely, one hundred percent foul. I believe <laughs> yeah. the initial. I believe the initial person that was supposed to perform was Taylor Swift, and there was backlash because nobody wanted to hear Taylor Swift. And then it came out that it was Rihanna, and then there was a backlash because certain people didn't want to hear Rihanna. Personally, I don't really care. Like, will I watch it? Yes, because I'm watching the game most likely, and it's like, all right. We're, we're eating pizza or wings or whatever. It's like, all right, so-and-so's up there singing. Am I going to go to this this length to be like, 
upset or excited or whatever like no just be like all right so today this year it'll be this you know like i can't pick it i can't change it it's not like we vote on it you just kind of take it for what it is yeah i could care less either i don't i don't care who it is and also like people are so negative i think i don't know i think it was madonna maybe somebody was in the super bowl about 10 years ago and they talked about how horrible it was and I was thinking, I thought it was really good. So nobody, you can't make everybody happy. Mm-mm. I talked about this with some guys at work. It's like, you can't make everybody happy. You can't not offend somebody. It's no matter, even if you don't intend to offend anybody, you're going to offend somebody, whether it's your intention or not. And you can't change people's opinion. You can't make everybody happy. But I could care less. I mean, if, if you ask me who would I want to perform at the Super Bowl, I guarantee you know my answer. Absolutely. It's it's KISS. 100%. Yes. It's KISS. <laughs> they should perform at the halftime every year. <laughs> and I'll give you some news here, buddy. I'll give you some news. After our dinner, after our lunch, what was it called? Lunch? Was it lunch? I don't know what it was. I call it lunch. And we drank coffee in the KISS mugs. My wife broke one of them. Oh, no. Yeah. She's going to be listening <laughs> and mad that I broke the news. But anyway, I had one, and the next time we went to the Kiss concert, I bought two more. So we still have two. Okay. But she felt bad. Anyway, that might have been your bad luck. I don't know. (laughs) I let you use my Kiss mug, and you broke it. No, I'm just kidding. She broke it. All right, buddy, you got any final thoughts? Yes. If I had to have one final thought, one overarching theme going into the final series of the regular season, I want to do one of those little prayer candle things for health for all the Astros players. I could care less if they lose all three games to the Philadelphia Phillies and they get blown out by 10 runs apiece. I know Astros Twitter will lose their mind, but I could care less as long as they're all healthy and ready to go for the postseason. Yeah, I would love to see McCullers, JV, and Framber go in and pitch five innings and come out. Just Mm -hmm. go in, get some work, come out. I want whatever, anything, if there's anything close to being wrong with Jordan and his hands, Take care of them, whatever you got to do. They do have five days off to to get healthy. And I think, you know, we talked about the advantage of having the days off versus, you know, like being healthy versus being rusty. And I think now that I want my guys healthy, I think it's good for us that we're going to have the break because we're going to be healthy. And also, uh, I was thinking about it. We're at home these three games. we got three games against the Phillies, five days off. And then we're going to be at home in the series when we start playing again. So these guys are going to be at home for a long time. They're going to be rested. They're going to be ready to go. Yeah, I believe it's something like two weeks in between having to travel at all, which will easily be the longest you know downtime that they have throughout the season. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be good as long as nothing happens in this three game series. I hope that, you know, Jake Myers looks really good. I hope that they have to sit down and have some real conversation about what to do with Jake Myers. I hope Hunter Brown looks good so that they have to at least, I mean, I hope they just bring him. I hope that's it. You know, I think he's done plenty, but it was weird. Dusty had that one conversation uh, pregame yesterday, I believe. And he basically said, you know, we know Justin's number one and then, we basically have to figure the rest out. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dusty, don't say that. It didn't sound good. So I hope you know the, the roster looks the way we want it. And I hope we're talking about it 
uh, at the end of the series. Also, guys, I want to add, make sure to, to go to YouTube and search for us. We need 40 more. We have 60 now, so that's good. We got we need 40 more, and then we will take off. So if you just want to listen to us, we're on every platform. But if you want to see it, find us. We're on YouTube. All right, for Tom, we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.